pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 196. Today I'm going to chat with Amy Robbins, discuss the ATF's shocking concern for a citizen's privacy, highlight a new bipod from Swagger, and talk about a rare flower that drew a pretty large crowd in California. I am your host, Ava Flannell. I almost forgot my name. It's one of those weeks. And Amy, how are you doing this week? I'm doing great. I'm not <laughs> the only one that forgets my name or stumbles on like my own company name. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> You know what? I think it threw me off because your name's so close to my name. So <laughs> I don't even know. I'm just having one of those days. Well, one of those weeks. I told you before the show started, hey, no video. We're good. Trust me, I'm having one of those weeks. I don't even know the last time I washed my hair. I'm just all over the place. And I feel like rarely, not rarely, actually pretty often do I feel like I bit more than I could chew. But yeah, it's one of those weeks. And then to top it, I'm drinking this green matcha latte, which, oh, this is so delicious. And I'm losing weight while I'm drinking it. And then I look at the calories and it's made with whole milk and teaspoon of the matcha powders, 40 calories per teaspoon. What the hell? Oh, per teaspoon? Yeah. Whoa. Okay. I've never gotten on the matcha bandwagon, but now I'm definitely not because that's quite a bit for a teaspoon. No kidding. I'd be better off just drinking sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Why am I not losing weight? I don't understand. (laughs) Well, there you go. Now we have it. (laughs) That's the thing that they sneak in those little sneaky calories and those grams of sugar in places (laughs) that you're really not expecting it. And then you're like, I know I ate really healthy today. And then when you actually go back through everything, you're like, oh, I didn't realize that that had that much sugar in there. I could have been eating a Snickers this whole time and it probably would have been less calories. (laughs) I know. Exactly. Well, congratulations on that. What'd you say? 197 episodes? Yeah, 196. It only took me three years. No big deal. That is amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do for the 200th episode. And I guess I have to figure it out soon. But it would be nice to do something special and different. But I don't know. When I have time to think about it, (laughs) I'll come up with something. (laughs) Probably already had like every huge guest in the firearm industry and beyond on your show. So it's probably going to be hard to talk, but I bet you could come up with something pretty amazing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There's still so many people though that I haven't had on the show, including people like you that I've wanted to have on my show for a long time. And it's just one of those things. Um, I'm honored to be on it today. Thank you for asking me. Of course. Before we get into it, going to talk about Smith & Wesson real quick. I don't know if you've had a chance to get your hands on the new Shield 9 Plus. It's one of the new micro compact pistols to add to the mix. In my opinion, it's one of my favorites. It has the best trigger out of the P365, the Hellcat. It's also pretty much the same size, but what I've noticed when shooting all these different guns is it's less snappier. Obviously, a micro compact gun is going to be a little bit difficult to absorb a lot of that recoil, but I think the way the ergonomics and then they also have that low bore access which also helps a lot with that recoil. But I would highly recommend if you haven't checked it out, definitely do so. Shoot it. You're going to love it. In my opinion, it shoots kind of like a mid-sized gun and you're getting this little tiny compact gun that 
With the flush mag, it holds 10 rounds, and then with the barely longer extended mag, it holds 13 rounds plus one in the chamber. You really yeah. can't beat that. So you, know, you can't you know what the loaded weight is on that. You know, I don't, but that's the one thing that I didn't really love about my shield, the first gen, is that it just seemed like it was much heavier than a lot I of the fear. other. Mm-hmm. That's why I traded like I, my shield. Now mine is chamber under forty, and so it, it just it, that gun will always have a place near and dear in my heart because it's one of my first firearms uh, when I started concealed carrying, and so I love it. But I realize, like as you know, the three six five came out, and and even with the Hellcat, they felt so much lighter that I just kind of stopped carrying my shield. Yeah. And so, you know, I have not had a chance to get my hands on this one yet. Obviously, I mean, there's been a lot of buzz about it, but I'm so used to my 365 and my Hellcat even that I'm like, I'm not even like giving it a shot yet. Yeah, no, actually, I would say this one is probably pretty similar because I own all of them. And I have done some comparison as far as hold one in my right hand, one in my left hand. Okay, it's yeah. actually pretty comparable. I would say next time you go to a gun store and they have it in the counter, definitely check it out. Get your hands on it because it shoots really well. Out of okay, all of them, I, hands down, it's my favorite. I will definitely have to do that then because, yeah, I wasn't averse to it by any means. I just have it with a new kid and then another one on the way. I haven't like gone to the range a whole lot. Yeah. So, uh, but I definitely need to at least get my hands on it because I'm asked all the time, obviously like we've got um, a really big women's audience and they're all either getting into concealed carry or currently carry. And that's the number one question that I'm always asked, what gun should I buy if I'm going to concealed carry? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just to have a good option out there to, to throw out for them. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's nice to see that other companies are jumping on the bandwagon of the P365 because for the longest time, that was really the only option. As far mm-hmm. as micro compact pistols and mag capacity, hands down, they had everyone beat. But they had to. I mean, if you're going to keep up with the game, I mean, you've even got companies now that traditionally have never even made handguns getting into the handgun game. They're realizing where this is going. I mean, you can't, look at stats from 2020 and see 8 million first time gun owners with 40% of those being women and not think, Oh, we got to change up our offerings a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) People are wanting it. We need to make it. And so, I mean, yeah, some companies are just a little bit behind the curve on that, but I'm glad that they're finally catching up and giving us more options. And it's only going to keep improving too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What a time to be alive. If you guys want to check it out, head on over to smith-wesson.com. All right, Amy, I know a lot of listeners who are familiar with you, but for those who don't, can you just give us a rundown of what it is that you do in the gun industry? Yeah, absolutely. So currently I am the co-founder and the CEO of Alexa Athletica. And our company was the first active wear line on the market that was focused on giving women the option to carry self-defense tools, including their firearms. When I got into this, I actually entered into the firearm world. Gosh, I got my start in 2013, hosting a show for NRA TV with Colian Noir. So I co-hosted the Noir show with him for the first two seasons. And that is what got me into really the quote unquote gun industry. I tell people I've always been a second amendment supporter, but I wasn't exercising my right. I didn't even own my own firearm before that, but I always believed that you should have the right to choose how you want to defend yourself. And so it wasn't until I got into working with the NRA 
that's when my passion for empowering women through firearm ownership and safety and training started. And then from there, I realized what was missing within the gun industry itself. And that's kind of how I created and why I created Alexo back in 2015. Wow. I love that. And it is one of those things, people, especially if you're new to the industry, you kind of assume, oh, it's been there, options for women to carry. And there's all these companies that are catering to women and there really isn't. And even when I started eight years ago, it was one of those things, okay, how am I going to carry? And if you know me, I live in leggings. It's just so comfortable. Mostly I joke because I don't have to undo my top button of my jeans when I eat too much. Leggings, hey, you could eat as much as you want and (laughs) still feel pretty comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) you in and make your butt look really good. (laughs) Exactly. But no, you're actually right because I did not come from a firearm background. I wasn't military. No one in my family really was military or law enforcement. Other than my dad, he's an avid hunter, but I never even really hunted with him. So I had no frame of reference for what the gun industry really was like when I started this show. And I think that was one of the main reasons why I got cast to host this show because they realized that there's this huge audience of especially women that were like me, everyday average suburban women who believe in the Second Amendment, maybe want to get into firearms, don't know how. And it seemed a little intimidating. And I can remember the first time I went to the range with Koyan for the show, and I showed up in Lulu tights, this really cute athletic hoodie and my tennis shoes. And I think I had Ray-Bans on, you know, something. And all of the range safety officers were like giving me the hardest time. I'm like, why do y'all care so much? Like what I'm wearing to the range. Yeah. This is what I would wear anyways. Why do I need to change and play? Like I'm a character when I go to the range, if that's not really what I would wear. And 511, I believe at that time was a sponsor of the show. And they had always made like women's uh, tactical pants, you know, Mm -hmm. for law enforcement, for military. But they, I think we're trying to transition to a little bit more of this lifestyle for women. And that was it. That was literally my only frame of reference to anything that was made by the gun industry for people that were wanting to get into firearms. And I was like, whoa, if this is my only option, this lifestyle may not be for me. Yeah, (laughs) it's totally true. And I'm the same way because I've had so many people comment about me wearing leggings. And it's one of those things where even if I'm teaching, if I'm practicing at the range, I'm going to practice whatever I'm wearing daily. I'm not going to walk out, go shopping at Target in my tactical pants. At the end of the day, I'm a female. I like being feminine. I like being comfortable. And I'm not going to dress up like a man because that's all that's available. Every time somebody comments about my leggings or anything like that, give me a break. I'm not going to have some tactical belt, all these magazines, whatever. It's frustrating. More power to those people that do do that. If that like truly is your lifestyle and how you're living, I'm like, hey, more power to you. But that is just so not practical for my lifestyle. And I also just, I really wanted to create a space, create a community and create options that made getting into firearms less intimidating. Mm -hmm. Because... Before that, it's like, okay, if you don't have this gear and you don't wear this and do this and shoot this gun, like you're not serious about this. And it's like, (laughs) whoa, 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 whoa. Like maybe I'm just new to this. And don't we want more people to exercise their second amendment? Don't we want more people to get into the gun world? And really the old mentality and the old way of doing things just wasn't cutting it anymore for 
the modern female. And I honestly, I would venture to say even for the modern man. Yeah, I agree. Well, well, it's also (laughs) one of those things where if you're dressed like that, it's a dead giveaway that you're obviously probably carrying a gun. Right. And I keep telling people, I'm like, how much cooler is it? Like if nobody realizes that as a woman, I have this P365 on my body I'm carrying it right now with these awesome active wear clothes. And you had no idea. I'm the last person that you would expect to stop a threat. Yeah. And I don't want to be like assuming, I don't want people to assume that, oh, you know, that person probably has a gun. Yeah. Who I'm going to go after. Like, no. And so that's really was a lot of the driving force. And I never would have gotten to that stage had I not been like in the gun industry though. Yeah. I agree. And, you know, like I'm extremely thankful. I'm not knocking on the gun industry at all because I'm so thankful for what they have done to preserve our rights as gun owners. I just saw a lot of room for improvement mm-hmm, uh, and a lot of area and opportunity to reach more people. Because I think at the end of the day, that's what we should be doing. Yeah, absolutely. You have this idea. I'm going to create women's concealed carry clothing. You go home. What next? Walk me through the steps because it can't be easy. And if it was, everyone would be doing it. Well, yeah. I mean, well, and also like it didn't just come to me one day, like while I was sitting there, oh, this is what we need. It actually happened because I was training for a marathon in 2014, like 2014-15. And I, like so many women, felt extremely safe because nothing had ever happened to me running my same route every day. And so I got up on a very early run, went my same favorite route. And this day it was different. This day I actually got followed and harassed by a van full of men when I was out on these backcountry roads. And at that point, I didn't carry any self-defense tool on my body because I didn't really feel the need to. Mm-hmm. And so the scary part was they passed, you know, I just ignored them, but they went to the end of the road and they circled back around. And that's really kind of when I had my like, oh crap moment of what am I going to do? If these cat calls and the harassing comments escalate to something more than that, what am I going to do? I can't take on seven men. And suddenly everything that I had been learning with the people that were on the noir show and they all carried them telling me about being prepared, not paranoid, it all clicked in that instance. And, you know, they always said it's better to have a gun and not need it than need one and not have it. And all of those things started coming together at that one moment for me. And so I went home. That's when I started doing research. I actually went home that day and signed up for my license to carry course. Like, forget it. I'm doing this. I researched how many women had similar experiences. And at that point, it was around 70% of women had experienced similar things on their run Mm -hmm. or their walk. And then I looked at the numbers of how many women carried some form of self-protection, whether it's mace or a taser, and then saw the number of concealed carry licenses on the rise. And I'm like, okay, now that I want to carry a self-defense tool, where am I supposed to put it? I mean, leggings are really skimpy. Shorts are really skimpy when you're running. Shirts are really tight. How do you do this with a big Kydex holster and a belt? And I don't want to gear up every time I I want to go work out, but I also don't want to sacrifice where I run just because I feel unsafe. And so I had no background in manufacturing. I had no background as a designer. I had been in the fashion industry. I'm in the entertainment industry on the modeling side, but I didn't have my hands in actually physically designing or sketching anything. 
So I was like, okay, this is going to be a really big undertaking, but I live in athletic wear, whether it's athletic material skirts or joggers or pants or whatever it is, I live in that 80% of my day. And currently there is nowhere to put a big bulky holster that won't make my pants fall down or my skirt fall down or, you know, and I definitely can't run with any of that stuff. And so that's when I set out to start working with different strengths of elastic. And we played around with different waistbands, different designs, enlisted the help of some of the top designers out of Los Angeles who are very closeted gun people, which was so great. And I would put these vision boards and mood boards together of my ideal customer and my ideal person that I wanted to see get into this lifestyle. And I just started mapping out like who I knew was out there, but no one was bringing them together. And I was like, women love to feel beautiful. They want to feel feminine. They want to feel sexy. And they don't want to sacrifice their current lifestyle just to feel safe. And if they do, they're not going to do it, right? How many times have we seen women, if it's difficult and there's too many obstacles to overcome, they're just not going to carry their gun. And mm-hmm. I wanted to eliminate that for them. And so, yeah, we just started putting pen to paper, colored pencils to paper and sketching out ideas and creating this brand, which is now Alexo. Wow. That's amazing. And you've come such a long way in such little time. You know what? People think that like, gosh, we've been working on it since 2015. It took us two full years before we even got it to market. Because, you know, my favorite athletic lines, and I'm sure you have your favorites too, and they're your favorites because of the quality, because of the fit, because of the fabrics and the prints. And I was like, I don't want to bring something to market that isn't exactly what I would want to wear myself, Mm -hmm. Um, especially like as a runner, I need this to be extremely functional for what I do in my daily active life. The longest parts of all of it is getting the fit perfected. And then getting the functionality down to where um, you're giving people safe options and making it extremely easy for them to carry on body. Yeah. And that's why it took such a long time, but people were so receptive in the industry because at that point, and, and you were probably a part of this too, you saw how many women were getting into this and the women that were writing for different gun publications, or they were starting to be influencers on Instagram or Facebook, they were looking for products and brands that just didn't exist at that point. So when we came on the scene, they were so excited to test it out and try it. And then once they fell in love with it, they were our biggest ambassadors. And I truly credit the women in the industry that loved Alexo and loved being a part of this community that helped us get to where we are so quickly. Yeah, I agree. Okay, switching it up just a little bit. You also have a podcast. Yes, yes, I do. The Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast. We're on a hiatus right now. After I had my baby, we kind of had to pull back just a little bit, but we're actually in the talks right now of getting that started back up again. Nice. How do you even balance everything that you do, having a baby, you have one on the way, and how far along are you? (laughs) I think I got about... 10 more weeks. So whatever that translates, you speak in weeks when you're pregnant. I don't even know what that translates to. I know everybody always says that. It's funny that once you have kids and then me, I've never had a kid. Oh, how old is he in 32 weeks? And then you start doing the math in your head. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, and you do. And then at some point you're like, okay, I'm going to transition to months. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's like seven months maybe along. So Wow, that's pretty crazy. I'm going to take a quick break real quick, talk about SB Tactical. SB Tactical just started shipping their new chassis for the Ruger 1022. The lightweight Palmer chassis works for the standard 1022, the 22 Charger, and all of the clones. The great thing about it is it gives you the option to put any air cell grip on it. It also comes with a Picatinny mount, a Reptilia CQG grip, and the handguard is M-Lock compatible. They have versions for both the takedown and fixed versions, and the rear of the chassis has a 1913 rail to attach a stock. Or if you got the charger, you can add a brace like the FS1913 to really increase the versatility of that pistol. Both versions are $124.99. They're in stock. They're ready to ship. But remember, when you go and check out, use that code GUNFUNNY15. And that gets you 15% off your entire order. And that is at sb-tactical.com. How are you carrying now that you're pregnant? Because I'm sure that you get asked this all the time. I've had people ask me, or let's say I want you to answer one, how you're carrying now when you're pregnant. And then also, now that you have kids, you have to be extremely careful as to how you carry because keeping a gun in your purse or even on you, kids are all over you, all over your stuff. And so I imagine that that comes with a lot of obstacles. It really does. And so that is such a multifaceted question because I was so used to only wearing Alexo that has, you know, built-in carry pockets, one on the right appendix and one on the right kidney. And I typically carry appendix every day. Well, as you're growing, the compression in the Alexo just was not comfortable. There are occasions where I can wear a few things. I just I've sized up like two sizes and I'll carry more at the four or five o'clock position because I can't carry appendix right now comfortably. Mm -hmm. And so it just depends on what I'm wearing, but it's been a really big challenge. One of the things that I did, I actually made my own makeshift belly band out of this support back belt that I was wearing. And it had a Velcro latch, you know, obviously like as you're growing, it can expand. Well, then I found this really cool, like Velcro holster on Amazon. And I was able to attach that to my pregnancy belly (laughs) back like support. And it's so makeshift, but it worked (laughs) for me because I could literally put the holster wherever I wanted to. And it just made it really comfortable. So I do that. You know, I do have to think differently about carrying on my body when I've got my son with me, because obviously like if he's kicking around and he's moving, like I'm just, I'm always conscientious about trigger protection, but even more so. So I actually have ended up slipping a, like a smaller, uh, Kydex, like it was a custom Kydex trigger guard Mm -hmm. over my firearm and putting it in when I do wear my Alexas and putting that in there. And I feel a lot safer with that. When I don't have him, I usually would just put like a credit card or something hard in front of it. But with my kid crawling on me, I want a little bit more protection. So I actually use like that custom trigger guard. Nice. And I feel a lot safer with that. But then other than that, yeah, you know what? I have been guilty of off body carry when I just can't find clothes yeah. <laughs> that fit or that work me. It's not my preferred method of carrying by any means, but I have trained with my purse carry and I am very conscious of where it is and all that kind of stuff. 
So yeah, I, I have had to do that a little bit more than I would like to right now, but I know it's just a season. And when this is over, I'll go back to on body carry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Do you think that the products that you've kind of created for yourself, do you see possibly coming out with a line that's sort of similar that you would offer at Alexo? For maternity? Yeah. You know, that is probably one of the most asked questions that I get right now because we reach such a young demographic. I swear they're all in baby making years. And so I was like, that wasn't even on my radar when I started. Yeah. <laughs> and then now it's like, whoa, I really need to get to designing. So R&D for new products like that, it's not a fast process, especially when you're dealing with pregnant women. So yes, it is on our radar. It is something that we're working on. It's not going to be ready to take to market anytime soon, but we are seeing a rise in pregnant women having so many challenges with concealed carry that it's definitely a need and definitely something that we want to be able to offer in the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I actually don't know of a single company that's doing it. They're not. I mean, you've got your belly band options, which if you can find the right one, what was the company I saw? I don't think it was Can Can Concealment. I can't remember. Somebody had posted a picture, they were pregnant and they were like, here's, here's what I use. And I, I want to say it was just some sort of like generic, yeah, Yeah, like generic belly band. But for me, because I'm wearing this back support thing, you know, all the time, like, I am not going to rig up with a belly band and a back support and, (laughs) you know, this other thing on top, like you're already uncomfortable. So that's when I just found this like Velcro holster that literally hooked right inside of it. I was like, oh, this is perfect. Here we go. Yeah. That's funny. I'm pretty guilty of making my own concoctions when I can't find anything. And I do purse carry a lot. There's usually always a gun in my purse. I realize the added responsibilities. I realize that I'm not going to have as quick access to it. I'm a germaphobe. So my purse doesn't leave my shoulder when I'm grocery shopping or whatever. It's always near me. But I was looking at all the purses. These are hideous or I'm a little bit of a purse snob and I like nice quality material. And a uh, lot of them are just super. It's never going to put a holster in our, yeah. in our speedy bag. Exactly. <laughs> so you kind of have to get creative. And so I would get, let's say, the sticky holster or something similar where I put that in. I do Velcro, put Velcro in my purse and kind of just make my own little thing because that mm-hmm. way it was best of both worlds. Hey, I can still sport my favorite brands and have quality purses, but also conceal. Have you seen the bow and arrow concealed carry bags? No. The girls that started that line and um, like you're saying, I mean, coming up and like creating these ideas is actually how the best ideas come to market because you realize, wait, there is nothing else out there. And I've got to, maybe I just need to create it myself. Well, these girls used to work for different designers like Chanel and they like purse design for these big time designers, but they all had their license to carry. And so they actually created a really awesome, high quality line that it, they're the best looking ones that I've seen on the market. I had their Jane doctor bag for many, many years and the leather was great. It held up pretty well for a long time. And it's it's like B-E-A-U. Yeah. Plus arrow, you yeah. know. And- I just did a search, literally bow and arrow bags. Well, that's not going to help because people actually have bags for the bow and arrows. 
Yeah. And then a bow and arrows concealed carry bags. Yeah, it's B A U and then X yeah. arrow. Like they're cool. Like they, they've, I would say, like they probably have some of the best looking ones on the market. Again, because, you know, a lot of times the ones that I've just seen within the industry, I'm like, I would never carry that. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't even carry that as a regular bag. Exactly. Um, and definitely not for concealed carry, but it becomes a lifestyle and you really do start prioritizing, okay, where can I make sacrifices? Where can I make changes? And then where am I just not going to compromise? Like, what are the things I'm just not going to compromise on? And I'll make do and I'll I'll fit my firearm into this, you know, part of my life somehow. Mm -hmm. I think we all do that while we're on this journey. And it is very common. Yeah. Another thing that I wanted to talk to you about is the Young Women's Leadership Seminar, is it? Yeah, yeah, the Young Women's Leadership Summit, the turning point. Okay, uh, summit, summit, not the seminar. This will be my first event going with Turning Point USA. They're the ones that put it on. And I'm super excited. It's taking place in Texas next month. I saw that you're going. It's actually funny because the graphic that they send us is hot pink. And I can't help but think that it's like with Reese Witherspoon legally. What is that movie? Legally Blonde. Yes. And it totally reminds me of that. And it's just hot pink, bam, bam, bam. And then yesterday I got an email and they kind of send you a little bit of the itinerary. Yeah, we're having a banquet and the theme is pink. So please wear pink. I don't own that much pink. I am in a different world right now. (laughs) Yeah. Are we talking about hot pink, light? I could maybe do a pastel pink or something. I'm going fuchsia. I already have my dress picked out. I love pink. I love hot, 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 like fuchsia pink. So I now I just have to find a dress in hot pink that will fit me. Do you think a lot of people are doing hot pink? Should I just jump on this train or what? Oh, you know what? That's a great question. I think it, I think you're going to see all shades of pink at yeah. this thing. I mean, and that's the fun thing about YWLS. So I started working with a turning point gosh, several years ago when they were still a small up and coming grassroots conservative group. And I have largely stayed out of the political scene when I really decided that the Second Amendment was going to be my platform because I knew that the Second Amendment was for all of us, Mm -hmm. whether you voted, you know, Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, or you didn't vote at all. I still believe that the Second Amendment is for you and I'm going to fight for your rights. But what I realized very early on was if we want to continue to have a second amendment, there really is one group that's fighting for it over the other. And I was like, you know, I can't really sit back anymore and not be politically active when it comes to fighting for the second amendment. Mm And so I started researching, uh, you know, organizations and companies that were aligning with that. And it just seemed like, less and less political organizations on the left wanted anything to do with pro second amendment stuff. So naturally you really need to start looking at the conservative groups. Now that does not say that every conservative group, every Republican is like great with the second amendment, but you have a better fighting chance if you align with them and you get more people involved in the issue. And so what I did realize was that they were reaching the next generation better than any other organization was better than the NRA, better than the NSSF turning point was truly reaching these kids that were so passionate about the constitution, especially the second amendment. I was like that. And when I had put together kind of those profiles of who we wanted to be the Alexo customer, the younger generation just kept coming to mind. I was like, if we don't reach them, we're going to lose our second amendment. Oh yeah. 
And so we started uh, jumping on board and, and we've been donors and sponsors with them for many, many years. And then now I became an influencer uh, for them, uh, I guess like three or four years ago. And they have just been so amazing since the inception of Alexa because they were all so excited. They, all they wore to college class was leggings. And that was right at the middle of people were fighting for campus carry. So of course they were looking for brands that aligned with their values. And it's so interesting what's happening politically now with companies taking stances on political issues, which, you know, used to, that used to be like so taboo. You didn't do that as a business. And now it's almost like if you don't stand for something and take a stand as to what you believe in, then you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. And we're like, fine, then we're never going to back down from supporting the Second Amendment and fighting for that right. And so we had a lot of the younger women influencers with Turning Point just love our products. And they were all getting their license to carry the day they turned 21. And you know we were there for them. And so that's why I love the Young Women's Leadership Summit, because I'm just seeing how many women are stepping up to the plate, are unashamed to say, this is what I believe in. And I believe that it is my right to choose how to defend and protect myself. And I choose a firearm and I don't care what the pushback is. Like this is to take something right out of the liberal playbook. This is my body, my choice, (laughs) you know? Yeah, exactly. And so it's been so much fun working with them because they're so strong. They are so confident. They're so empowered. And it's been really fun to like grow alongside with them as a company. And that's why this is one of my favorite events that we sponsor and that we go to. Nice. Yeah, I'm pretty excited to be working with them just because of everything that you said. And I was telling you before the show started that I joined. Well, they asked me to join them. I don't know, maybe a year and a half, two years ago. It was definitely before COVID. And I talked to them. Okay, yeah, it sounds great. Let me think about it. Just got super swamped and totally forgot about it. And then after 2020, which all the politics and I felt like more than ever, our Second Amendment, our rights, everything was just on the line. And it would be stupid for anyone in the gun industry, or even if you enjoy guns, it'd be stupid not to get active and not to go out there and educate people on what's going on. And there aren't a lot of organizations out there that start with especially college campuses, that's when young adults are starting to sort of formulate who they are. And let's face it, most of these colleges are super anti-gun, more left-leaning. And if you think about it, the right or anyone who's pro-gun, we don't have much of a presence in college campuses. So I thought that that was a great idea. And what are we doing to preserve our rights? Sure, 80-year-olds are all about, yeah, preserving the Second Amendment, they donate, whatever. But a lot of these organizations aren't concentrating on younger generations, maybe because they don't have the funds to donate to the organization, but that shouldn't be the case. Right. At the end of the day, these are the the younger people don't have money to spend, you know, on the products that maybe you'll be pushing and promoting. And we have just not found that. I mean, Mm -hmm. we sell leggings for 80 to a hundred dollars. And that's not cheap. I couldn't have afforded that when I was in college, but what we're seeing is that they're willing to spend their money with companies that align with their values. And I think the more and more we kind of prove that in the market, we can take that to these other gun manufacturers and be like, look, you really can spend your ad dollars here. You really can spend your marketing dollars here because they're hungry for the products that you're making 
They want more education. They want more resources. If you will just take the time to market to them, you know, you may find that you can have this whole new demographic of people that's actually buying your product. Mm -hmm. But they traditionally are, I guess, overlooked because they don't have a lot of disposable income, but they will spend those discretionary funds on companies that line up with their beliefs. Yeah. They may not, they may not eat that week, but heck, they'll yeah. have really nice leggings. They can carry their gun in. You yeah. know? No kidding. <laughs> I'm going to take another quick break and talk about Caldwell. Caldwell has a wide array of products that a lot of us have actually been using for years, and they've added a lot more in recent years. One of the ones I'm most excited about is their steel targets. It might sound simple, but good quality steel targets from a lot of places can really break the bank when you're trying to set up a range. It's one thing to buy one or two of the steel targets, and it's another thing to fill your entire range with it, which is what I'm actually trying to do. Caldwell's done an awesome job making extremely durable and economically priced AR-500 targets. We shot the heck out of these when we were shooting the minigun in Florida a few weeks ago, and these targets, they weren't even phased with all the hits that it took. Really quality, affordable targets. Usually quality and affordable don't go hand in hand, but definitely recommend checking them out. They've got targets as low as $18 for 5-inch targets. They've got multiple sizes, shapes. They have IPSC octagon, coffin-shaped, all priced extremely competitively. So check them out. And that is at caldwellshooting.com. Also, they gave me a code to give to listeners. It's GUNFUNNY10 for 10% off your entire order. Unfortunately, you can only use this code once. Make sure it's a big order because once you use it, you cannot use it again. And that is GUNFUNNY10 for 10% off. I'm curious, have you had anybody write to you that said, hey, because of your leggings, I was able to protect myself. I got into this incident, blah, blah, blah. So You know what's crazy? Not that particular. I get letters and emails constantly, though, from women that tell us, hey, this helped me feel more confident on my run. This allowed me to walk across my campus at 11 o'clock at night and not be fearful. This allowed me to go on my run or, Hey, you know, I get um, a lot of emails from women FBI agents or like law enforcement agents that want to carry off duty. And they're like, I'm tired of wearing, you know, big bulky clothes. I do that every day at work. And your products allowed me to still feel safe and carry and feel feminine throughout the day. And so I'm glad that nobody has had to pull their weapon yet from (laughs) from concealment out of Alexo. My hope is that no one ever has to use it. You know, I don't want to ever have to use it, but I just know going about my day, having it on my body, it gives me so much more peace of mind knowing that I'm prepared versus having to worry about like what could happen to me. Yeah, absolutely. Changing it up a little bit, you are also a board member for Face Forward LA. I've actually, I've never heard of them, but I guess they do pro bono reconstructive surgery to support victims of domestic violence and human trafficking, which that probably has to be really hard to see. I don't even want to say at times, at probably all times. What role do you play and how do they pick people to give this service to? And I don't know, can you just kind of cover a little bit more? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So when I joined the board, I joined a little over two years ago to be on the board because we were 
looking for organizations that our company just aligned with, like our missions aligned with. And sex trafficking and human trafficking has been such an overlooked problem in our country for a long time. And it thankfully is starting to come to the forefront of conversations, especially within these different conservative groups and with people that are trying to tackle this problem. And honestly, like President Trump did a lot to bring awareness to human trafficking and what was going on. So I was introduced to this organization actually by another board member from someone from Turning Point. And, you know, they were largely providing free, like completely free medical services. They would pay for their living, their all expenses paid. But once you got approved to be one of the recipients of this, everything was covered. So they've got survivors that have survived crazy things from acid attacks to just complete mutilation of their faces from these horrific experiences. And they cover, they raise money to cover everything. And it is based out of Los Angeles. So you've got some of the top plastic surgeons in Beverly Hills that will perform these services for them completely free. So it's just a wonderful way to empower these women on their journey back to recovery and rediscovering their confidence. And so from that aspect, since we are a brand that encourages people to be empowered on their journey and give them confidence, I was like, this really lines up with our mission. So my role on the board is obviously just bringing awareness to the organization and then helping them raise funds the best I can. And what we've done as a company is we actually partnered with them last year. We created a custom limited edition camo pattern in three different colors. And we gave portions of all three of those. There were three different colors. And we gave portions of those sales directly back to face forward. So it was really awesome because it gave us the opportunity to really connect with our audience on social media because so many of those girls are already involved in different human trafficking organizations or like that is the platform that they want to help out with. And so they all jumped on board and they would buy like three or four pairs of leggings and give them to their friends and help us spread the word. And we've given, gosh, over $10,000, I think, to the organization to date. And we'll probably do another uh, legging in the future as well for them or, or maybe some other product as well. Wow. I love that. It's nice all around. And I wasn't aware of that organization. If any listeners want to donate, how can they do so? Yeah, so you can find them at, I, oh, let me see what it is. I think it's Face Forward. It's different on each of their platforms. So their website is Face Forward and then INTL. So like for international, faceforwardintl.org. And they have all the donation information there on their site. And another great thing is if you do want to buy the leggings, we're completely sold out on our website, but Primary Arms has been a fantastic retail partner with us. And if they're not completely sold out, they may have a few more pairs available on their website as well. And we still count those sales towards what we give to the organization. Awesome. Primary Arms is one of the sponsors for the show. And that's how I got my hands on some of your leggings is Hey, you're a female that we sponsored. We're going to send you out some leggings and cool. I'm sure you're not doing this to the guys, but and then they send me a purse and <laughs> like, a, like um, a swag. Well, you know what? We are about to launch our men's line. So we've got Alexo men going to be coming soon. It's our simply concealed line, which just means it's the same thing as women. What we're finding is the modern man who is not super tactical Tommy, just everyday average dudes that want 
easy, convenient, comfortable ways to conceal carry, there's not a lot of options for them either. And so we are uh, launching our men's line this fall. So excited about that. And they're going to have jogger options, workout shorts, like the most amazing polos that I've ever seen in my life. My husband is on the design side with the men's line. And he's literally like, I'm just going to design a line that I want to wear. And (laughs) I'll just, I'll make it perfectly fit to everything that I want. And all the guys that have been trying it out for us from former Green Berets to NFL players to 21 year olds who are just getting into concealed carry, like every single one of them are like, oh, this is the most comfortable shirt and most comfortable joggers or shorts I've ever put on in my life. (laughs) Nice. So the guys should be getting some swag bags as well. We've got several influencers that want this stuff. They're asking us like, we please send me this. Like, Hmm. (laughs) would you get it out? So we're not ignoring the men. It's just taken us much longer to bring that product to market. Believe it or not, guys were a little harder to design for than the women were. Wow. That's exciting though. Because I think about even Lululemon, think about how many men wear Lululemon, even in the gun industry. Anytime I see Julian Noir, he's always wearing Lululemon. It's hilarious. You think Lululemon, okay, that's mostly a female line, but they have a ton of stuff for men. My cousin's husband, that's all he wears. That's all they wear. So they transitioned to, because it used to be predominantly women. It was like a women's yoga line. And then when they moved over to men's, like I didn't get it at first until my husband went in and tried something on. I was like, oh, this is so comfortable. Anything else other than Lululemon ever again. And then now with him helping design this stuff, he's like, okay, he literally lives in Alexa all day. I'm like, babe, I think it's time to change that pair of pants. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Get you a, need to get you a few more. So, but they just will now have the option for you to carry because that's the thing. I mean, these these other companies, these big name athletic brands, are never going to support, like actively support your right. To oh yeah, your, absolutely. You know, especially not with a firearm, and they will never build in ways to do it. They'll never that will never come across their mind as they are thinking about designing products, even to make the waistbands more sturdy so that you could clip in a Kydex ulcer. That will just never be on their radar. So to compete with them, you really do have to use the best fabrics and you have to spend time getting that fit perfected. And that takes a long time, especially because guys want to carry much bigger guns than women do. Yeah, I agree. Is there anything else that you have planned in the future that you can share with us? Yeah. So we are so excited. I actually, they just did an article on our company in Forbes magazine and they announced, they were like the first ones to announce that we're doing a collaboration with Springfield. So we are doing a full collaboration that'll be out this fall. We're doing a men's line and a women's line with them. And we are so excited to partner with them because I've always felt like Springfield has a really great finger on the pulse of millennial and Gen Z gun owners. Mm -hmm. And they've really done a good job of tailoring a lot of their marketing towards getting new people into the gun industry. And so we're going to be doing a line with them that we are so excited about. And then, yeah, we've just got more and more products. You know, COVID (laughs) hit everybody really hard, but it definitely hit the manufacturing industry. And we were shut down for six months out of the year, our manufacturing plans were. So we were playing catch up for the last half of last year and the first part of this year. 
And so it kind of slowed down the new products that we were wanting to bring to market, but we'll be caught up. We'll have a full fall line with sweaters and tops and easily accessible uh, like sweaters that you can get to your firearm quickly if you're carrying an Alexo gear. So yeah, we've got a lot of stuff coming out. New stuff for summer too should be here next month that I am excited about, but I can't even fit into it. So I'm really (laughs) (laughs) I really wanted these metallic snakeskin leggings that are coming out. (laughs) They're just really uncomfortable, but they're really, really cool. We're playing around with some new some new fabrics and we should have all of that here in June. And the best way I tell people, the best way to keep up with what we're doing is to sign up for our newsletter, which you can do on our website, which is alexoathletica.com. And then also just follow us on Instagram. We are so active on Instagram, giving sneak peeks and products. And we give out like sneaky discount codes every now and then to our followers. And we also do not spam you with our newsletter. You really want to open every newsletter that we send because we only send them out occasionally and it usually has some special discount that's only offered to newsletter subscribers. Awesome. Okay, cool. And then what if people want to follow you on social media? Yeah, so my personal account is just the Amy Robbins and that's on Instagram. I believe that's the same thing. You should find me Amy Robbins on Facebook are really the two most active platforms. But we do want to offer your audience a discount as well. So we actually made a code for you guys, which is Gun Funny Radio, I believe. And it'll give them 10% off if they want to order anything. Awesome. I'm going to put that in the show notes. Gun Funny Radio, all one word. Yep. All right. Cool. And moving forward with the show, before we begin with the rest of it, IWI. if you haven't checked it out, one of my favorite pistols for the price is hands down the Masada pistol. IWI did an awesome job designing a really ergonomic pistol that you can easily fit in your hand with different palm swells. They made it completely ambidextrous without any modification, which a lot of places don't. Out of the box, they made it optic ready for every model and included adapter plates for the four most common red dot types that are out there. I've shot mine a ton and it's super accurate. A number of my patrons have also gotten them and they are really impressed with the quality and the accuracy and it doesn't have a lot of recoil. I definitely recommend checking those out. You can do so at IWI.us. MSRP on those babies is only $480. And if you find any in the accessory section, when you're on that website, use that code GUNFUNNY15. That gets you 15% off all accessories. And in today's world of politics, Politics. What is going on in the world today? It's political AF. ATF says FOIA request violate Hunter Biden's privacy. I've talked before about the bizarre case of Hunter Biden and his missing pistol. It's such a weird story. It's almost right out of an episode of Shameless. If you guys haven't watched Shameless on Netflix, you need to. Talk about feeling really good about your life, regardless of circumstances. If you don't remember, Hunter's sister-in-law, who he was in a relationship with, searched his truck and took the pistol after a dispute. She threw it out in a dumpster next to a grocery store, which also happened to be next to a school, and it was gone when Hunter sent her back to get it. In the ensuing investigation, Secret Service agents reportedly tried to take the 4473 form 
from the shop that Hunter purchased the handgun at, but the owner refused, suspecting they were trying to make it disappear. Since details of this came out, a journalist from Ammoland has filed a Freedom of Information Act, the FOIA, request with both the Secret Service and ATF about the case. The Secret Service responded that they, quote, searched all program offices that were likely to contain potential responsive records, and no records were located. The ATF at first responded that he wasn't a, quote, authorized journalist and couldn't file a FOIA request in spite of decades of experience in the field and in filing FOIA requests. Then the ATF responded a month later with the same line that no records existed. Then two days later, the ATF responded that they were sending the no records response and that no response should have been given to him because he was a third party private citizen and that sharing information on it would be a violation of Hunter Biden's rights. Any normal person would have been facing criminal charges immediately after the gun went missing in the trash next to a school. And again, for a line on the 4473, as he's admitted in the past that he's a habitual drug addict. Both the ATF and Secret Service clearly are trying to just ignore the case because of his dad and cover up some stuff. It's just another disgusting tale of rules for thee, but not for me. Manicore Arms. If you have a Scorpion Evo, you need to check out the upgrades Manicore Arms makes for it. They've got a bunch of upgrades to enhance the looks and functions of the Evo carbine and pistol. All of Manicore's muzzle devices are great. My personal favorite is the Nightbreak. It does a really good job of reducing muzzle rise and reduced recoil. The M-Lock 4-ins give you a ton of flexibility to add accessories. And the one with the carry handle gives you a raised top rail. Gives you also that space gun look. Don't forget to get Manicore's enhanced safety levers, which totally eliminate that annoying gouge into your thumb. And to top it off, you should check out the switchback charging handle, which will give you that quick charge. And you could also do that HK slab if you know what I'm saying. You can check out all of those upgrades and more at manicorearms.com. Don't forget, use that code AVARocks15 and that gets you 15% off every order. Q&A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding. Visit gunfunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours. Today's question is, how has your concealed carry gun and or ways to carry evolved from when you first started? Any big changes you learned over the years that can benefit someone new to it? Yes, for sure. I mean, when I started, it was all off-body carry. It was in a purse. It was not easily accessible. I believe at that point I was probably carrying a Glock 43. And that was simply because I think somebody sent one to me and it's what I had on hand. So the biggest eye-opening thing for me though, that transitioned me from off-body to on-body carry was my training, was just getting more familiar and comfortable with how firearms operated, getting training, drawing from concealment. And I did a SIM training where I did half of the training trying to pull my firearm from my purse and seeing how long that took me. I think the perpetrator got to me and killed me like every time. Oh, wow. Um, and then how fast I was able to stop the threat when I actually had it on my body. So that was a big shift for me. But I, I might not have ever gotten to that point had I not been training and yeah. consciously making an effort to get to the range, put myself in scenarios where... I needed to drop my tool 
And so, yeah, so I transitioned from off body to predominantly on body. And mostly when I'm running, I carry, gosh, anything from, I've got the Springfield 911, which is a really small, very small subcompact to 380. Mm -hmm. I carry the LCP occasionally too. If I'm doing really long runs, I don't love that gun. Like I would never go and just love to shoot it at the range, but it's so easy to carry on body. <laughs> exactly. I know it's super tiny. Look, I'm in a situation when I'm running, I'm probably getting grabbed from behind. Like I don't need to take a shot from like 15 yards away, you know? Yeah. So I'm not thinking through those things, but like when I go to the grocery store, I do think about that. And I want something that I'm a little bit more accurate with from longer distance. Cause you just never know. I mean, yeah. people just shot up the supermarket in Colorado not okay. too long ago. So exactly. You know, then that's probably going to be like my P365 or my Hellcat. I'll bust out my my trusty shield every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> but I've just gotten so much more comfortable having a higher magazine capacity with the 365 and the Hellcat. Those are my go-tos. Yeah, nice. I will say the biggest thing that's evolved for me is kind of similar to what you said is sort of educating yourself on the gun and how it operates. And I think when you first start carrying, oh my gosh, this thing could go off. Or if yes. you're carrying inside the waistband, yeah, I got to tie my shoe. Oh, I don't even want to put that much pressure on my gun. And yes. in reality, if you have the right holster, it's not going to go off. Nothing's coming in contact with the trigger. And that's the only way that it's going to go off. Really educating yourself on how the gun works, yep. I think, takes away a lot of that fear of carrying. And well, that's how it is for anyone that doesn't like guns or is anti-gun. Just most of them just don't know how they operate. And they think that they can just go off by themselves. They might explode in their hand, you know, like yeah. there's so many misconceptions about it. And the only way to get over that is just to get out and shoot. Yeah, I completely agree. Primary arms. Primary arms just came out with another new optic the SLX MD by 25 microdot with the ACSS CQB reticle. Oh man, that's a mouthful. The dot is designed specifically for speed of use and a wide field of view through the optic in the smallest package possible. The MD25 has a 25 millimeter diameter, but has the same size field of view as a 30 millimeter. So it has a super low profile and it has a 12,000 hour battery life to it, which is pretty great. The CQB reticle has a lot of versatility, making it good for longer shots, fast use at close range. And if you put it on a shotgun, the large outer circle is the pattern of a shotgun at 25 yards. It's really versatile. Cost is only $189.99. Remember though, if you buy any primary arms optic and you use the code AVA, A-V-A, you will get a free scope mount with every primary arms optic that you buy. Check it out, primaryarms.com. I'd also like to add that if you are looking for Alexo Athletica, any of those leggings, shirts, any of that stuff, you can also find at Primary Arms. Tactic Talk, discussing popular guns and gear. Love it, hate it, find out now. Today's Tacti Talk, Swagger released two new tactical bipods. The company Swagger has been around for a while making some interesting bipods, and 
They just added two new models to their lineup that have some pretty cool features if you're looking into long-range shooting. With hunting, competition, or tactical situations in mind, they have developed bipods that allow you to adjust the cant on the bipod to rapidly transition between targets. The difference is how they've done this. Essentially, they've had spring-loaded, a flexible joint in the bipod that allows you to adjust for a natural shooting position, even at extreme angles like on a hill or if you're in an awkward barricade. The SEA-12 Extreme Angle Bipod allows you to quickly adjust for flexing the legs of the bipod out, down, forward, back, or twist for whatever position you need. The SFR-10 has similar capability, but it includes adjustable tension of the flexible joint, so you can make it completely rigid if you want. All you have to do to adjust is loosen or tighten the legs with a turn of your wrist. They both allow you to lower the angle of the legs even more so you can get super low if you need to. The SEA-12 goes for $199.99 and the SFR-10 goes for $249.99. If you want to check those out, you can find them at swaggerbipods.com. And I will say, as somebody who's dabbled with long-distance shooting, bipods really make such a difference. You definitely don't want to go cheap on a bipod. Yeah, check them out. This isn't a sponsored post or anything. It's just something that I saw recently that they released and thought you guys would be interested in knowing more about it. And moving forward, right before the AF segment, Birchwood Casey is a company that chances are you guys have used their products. They make lots of cleaning supplies for your firearms. They have the gun scrubber, which are great for cleaning your firearms since the spray lets you wash all the carbon out of your guns really easily. They make a ton of stuff beyond cleaning too. Gun refinishing products to repair bluing or the stock finish clay pigeon throwers. Ones that you might actually be most familiar with are the targets, the shoot and see targets that they have where I love using those, especially for long distance. Well, not even long distance. Even if you're 15 yards out and you're shooting, depending on the caliber, oh, where did that hit? I always liked using these as opposed to just regular paper. Also, one thing that I did notice is on their website is they have a Texas star. I'm really hoping that I can get my hands on one of those and put it on my range. Anyways, if you see any products at Birchwood Casey, that website is birchwoodcasey.com. Use the code GUNFUNNY20 and this gets you 20% off everything on the website. And uh, yeah, you're welcome. Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome, as f- Never mind. AF. In today's AF segment... Most listeners know that I collect super rare plants. I have this weird fascination with them. But one of the things that I've never even heard of until I read this article, apparently there was a corpse flower. They just had one bloom in Almeida, California. And the corpse flower was named that because of the rotting corpse smell that it emits, which sounds gross. And it honestly makes me kind of glad that I don't own that flower. But apparently it's supposed to attract insects to pollinate the flower. The corpse flower is also really big. It's one of the largest unbranched inflorescent in the world as a single flower that can get up to 10 feet tall, which is insane. And it takes years to grow. And it could go several years without blooming as well. Normally, you would find these in Indonesia. However, there was a plant nursery in Alameda, California last week. They had one blooming and they wanted to share it with locals. In California, 
a lot of things are still shut down. So the owner wheeled it out over to an abandoned area or something so that people could come and look at it. And he said that about 1,200 people a day showed up. He sat there in a chair basically answering questions all day. Yeah. Normally, most people would never see this in their lifetime. And if they do, it's usually behind glass or something. But it's weird because I was reading this. What the hell does this flower look like? And clicked on it. And it's really not. It's impressive. But it's not a flower where I think I would drive to California or fly out there. I need to see this flower. I love plants, but it is. I don't know. I just Googled it and I'm looking at this and I'm like, the fact that it's this big I mean, looking at it with a comparison with how many people are standing around taking a photo of it, I'm like, that is a huge flower. I know. And then to think that it even takes that long to grow, if nothing else, I personally, I love nature. I just spent also a uh, part of my week, I've been working on my garden stuff and I look like the flower lady on my block. My yard is perfection. I have the best lawn in my neighborhood, but I work my ass off on my yard. But it's just one of those things where I'm just obsessed with nature. It just fascinates me. I think it's so beautiful. And I don't know. It's just another rarity, I guess, in the world that is just kind of fascinating. And it's also just so weird that it smells literally like a corpse to attract bugs. I cannot. Like, I would have never looked this up or known about this had you not told me about this. And I do not have a green thumb. I'm quite the opposite. Um, (laughs) I love a beautiful garden, but somebody else has to do it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I will kill them all. And But I'm like you. I love being outside. I love being in nature. And I love seeing unique things like this. And I would have never known about this had you not brought that up. So that's pretty. Smells like rotting corpse. Yeah. I know. I know. It's so weird. But yeah. So there you go. Anyways, moving forward, iTunes reviews. Amy, I want you to pick a lucky winner out of these two reviews. The first review is from Durf, the tactical a-hole. You make Monday so much easier. Five stars. The puck from lockdown sounds awesome. I've been all over lockdown's website after your interview. The puck looks like a great device. Love the alligator hunting video. Looks like you had a great time. If you come to New Jersey, we'd love to shoot with you. Keep up the great interviews. Can't wait for the next. Second is Bill C88. Awesome AF, five stars. Florida sounds like it was an amazing trip. I don't want to know what they had to do to get all that ammo for the machine gun shoot. Was awesome to hear about an event where it was like the ammo shortage never happened. Love the show. Keep up the awesome work. Amy, who would you pick, the first or the second review, to win a prize package? You know what? Let's go. What was it, Bill? Yeah. Let's go with that. Nice review. All right, Bill. Contact me. I can't say I'd be sending you ammo, but I'm going to be sending you some other goodies instead. Just head on over to gunfunny.com, click on the contact us form and send me an address to send that out. And now it's time to wrap up. Guys, you can find me at gunfunny.com. If you're thinking about buying something from, let's say, Palmetto State Armory, Brownells, any of that stuff, even primary arms, if you go to gunfunny.com, click on affiliates, all you have to do is just click on the link there and we'll get a portion of whatever you buy. So it's a really good way to donate to the show without having to actually donate to the show. Like I said, our small percentage goes back to the show. If you want to support it in other ways, you should consider becoming a Patreon. You get lots of perks. For example, Blown Deadline, he gives away a $300 gift certificate to a lucky Patreon each month, which reminds me now it's the beginning of June. So it's time to pick a lucky Patreon to win that gift certificate. Also wanted to thank the $25 Patreons who are Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran, 8888, Ryan Morrison, Joe Lyons, Justin Paulson, Jason Anderson, 
Joshua Hamp, A Sportsman's Guide, Daniel Treadwell, Keith Callamore, and Melissa Ridings. Also, king of the Patreon, Jon Snow, he wants me to say, Operator Tickles threw a grenade and killed 50 people, then it exploded. All right. And then on that note, we're out of here. Amy, thank you once again so much for spending time with me and talking about everything awesome that you're doing. You really are doing an awesome job. And it's just great to see such a strong personality in the gun industry that's catering to women's needs, but also just has a strong voice. It's really much appreciated. And I really am looking forward to meeting you in person in our pink dresses. We'll have to take a picture together. can't wait. No, I'm so excited. And I loved coming on your show. Thank you so much for having me. And yes, I am definitely looking forward to you getting here to Dallas so that we can like finally meet each other in person. Yeah, definitely. Well, I might send you a picture of my dress. What do you think? You think it's... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, send it my way. I will definitely let you know like a thumbs up or thumbs down on it. (laughs) Much appreciated. (laughs) All right. Well, on that note, we are out of here. And guys, I will talk to you next week. Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.